0: Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale.
1: Hello, everyone, to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am Paula Vale, your host. And today, our show episode is Increase your vibration with Seven Sacred Flames Reiki. I am very excited to introduce my guest today, Dr. Anthony Voinar. Anthony has been a spiritual seeker and a student of energy-based healing for over 40 years. For at least fifteen years, he has been a Reiki teacher and practitioner with humans and animals a tai chi teacher a kaigong teacher and shiatsu practitioner within the last couple of years he has also become a student and teacher of the seven sacred flames spiritual path he is also involved in a heart-based ministry as a minister and a chaplain and welcome to the show anthony
2: yeah, thank you, Paula. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on.
1: Uh,
2: and hopefully I could share a little bit of my uh, practice and a little bit of my life history.
1: That would be wonderful.
2: So did you want me to continue? Or?
1: Please, please, please share your history with us.
2: Of course, I've been on a spiritual walk for over 40 years. I was a a deacon and chaplain of the church. That's after I felt I wanted to have a relationship with God. But I, over the years, I always felt like uh, God was outside of me, you know, the typical, I guess, what most people feel. Around uh, 2002, 2003, I felt a strong desire. I want, wanted to be self-realized in God, to know God inside, And I was offered at that time to pastor a church, but then I ended up refusing. I felt that was going to be a distraction to the path I was uh, going on. And I happened to attend a a workshop at the Himalayan Institute that was founded by uh, Swami Rama. It was titled Christianity and Yoga, showing uh, a lot of similarities between them. So during a break I went to the bookstore and I saw this book, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda and it had to do with Self-Realization because he founded the Self-Realization uh, Fellowship. So uh, that really started beyond the path and I became uh, what it was called a Kriya Band uh, performing uh, kriya, and that's a high level of a uh, practice to raise your vibration. So then, uh, in the late 1990s, I was attending uh, shiatsu training, and uh, one of the students was a Reiki teacher, so she took me to Reiki 1, 2, and 3. So that started me on my Reiki journey. But my main practice then was doing uh, shiatsu, acupressure, and I would basically only do Reiki, if I found a problem area, then I would do Reiki on it. So Reiki was like secondary for me. So around 2007, I felt a uh, strong calling, a voice saying, you're to teach Reiki. I'm thinking, I'm going to teach Reiki, well, where do I start, what do I do? So then I looked for a teacher. So then I found uh, William Rand International Center of Reiki Training. I was also looking at uh, Arjavila Petter too. Of course, he was overseas at the time. So then I attended the advanced uh, Reiki training and the teacher training, William Rand. So that's really... Where I really got into, uh, you know, teaching Reiki. So, so in roughly uh, 2012, I attended a Seven Sacred Flames Reiki, Mount Shasta, California, and I believe this is where the seed was sown within me, to to eventually de- develop a Seven Sacred Flames Reiki program. Of course, I was doing these uh, times, I would find a meditation technique. To raise my vibration, but I was sort of plateau and then something else would open up. but once I got into Seven Sacred Flames, this was really a game changer as far as uh, growing in vibration.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. Tell us uh, how the Seven Sacred Flames Reiki is different from you know the basic Yasui Reiki that, that we learned from, that you learned from William Rand that I learned from William Rand. How is that different?
2: Okay, well, of course, we're actually uh, activating the flames with the chakras, the seven major chakras and the seven major flames. And now this is a very high uh, vibration uh, technique. Of course, I'm also using, uh, it's like an active form of meditation, where we're using kung uh, movements and so forth. There will also be an, act, uh, an attunement with, with the uh, Reiki, with mm-hmm. the seven second flames. So I don't know where you want me to go from here. Uh, also this is a, a seventh dimension vibration. Now normally in the traditional uh, chakras, you know, you have your root chakra which they color red, then the pelvic uh, orange. That's more third to fourth dimension uh, frequency vibration. But now using these seven sacred flames with the chakras, where the root is white for ascension, we're, we're basically in the seventh dimension frequencies here. And that makes it really powerful. Now, uh, Reiki itself is roughly, on a scale from one to a thousand, roughly about 860. So that's what I measure when Reiki is coming through me. Is about 860, which is quite powerful. But on the seven sacred flames, it goes up into the low 900s, which is, I mean, very high.
1: Wow, so that, yes. It's almost a
2: vibration of enlighten- enlightenment. Uh, so, so this could really help the Reiki practitioner increase their vibration. So say a, a practitioner is 600 vibration, scale of 1 to 1,000.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, the higher they raise their vibration, they are getting closer to being Reiki. say Reiki is eight sixty, so the higher you go, you actually become Reiki. Yeah. You become the energy, and this could help really speed the process up
1: yeah, people. so you would become that high vibration of where Reiki is. That's you, amazing.
2: You are Reiki then. You are. <sighs> so as you're doing your daily life, you're walking around as a a Reiki person. You know, you're
1: Oh my goodness. That is that's yeah. beautiful. That is something else. And you're actually going to have a retreat. At Mount Shasta, aren't you? Tell us about that a little bit.
2: Yes, and uh, this coming May, it's going to be a seven day retreat. March, excuse me, May 17th through the 23rd in Mount Shasta. And we're going to spend seven days also doing it, this practice every day. Now, well, we have a flyer too on our website. And that's uh, www.life, L I F E, holistic, H O L I S T I C, Reiki, R E I K I dot And if you scroll down to the events, you could click on Seven Sacred Flames Reiki Retreat and you could pull up some information on it.
1: In Seven Flames Reiki, Um, so when you do attunements in this type of Reiki, Anthony, are you basically activating all seven flames? Is that kind of what you're opening up and connecting to?
2: Yes, we're activating the flames with the chakras. So like the crown chakra is yellow for illumination, so we're activating that chakra with the flame. Wow it, it's just so powerful it's
1: yes yes how how many years have you been teaching the uh, seven sacred flames
2: Well, of course, I only got involved in uh, two thousand and twelve mm-hmm. since then I've been developing this program
1: wonderful and I've,
2: and I've been working on it on my with my, on myself, you know.
1: Yeah. And you're in the process of actually making a manual as well. Yes. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. We're, this week, I uh, we should be finished.
1: So, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Of course, That's I already so had some trial runs. Some people that are really into the flames in the Washington, D.C. area. I went down there. and Of course, I've been in the northeastern part of Pennsylvania. So I performed it there uh, last year. In fact, uh, it was at a medical doctor's home, and when we were finished, he said, you should take this to Hay House to have them produce it. That's how powerful they they felt it was.
1: Wow. 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 And
2: it's in in seven parts, Mm -hmm. one for for each chakra. Of course, we start with the crown, which is illumination. Mm -hmm. We go down to the third eye, which is green, for healing and manifesting. And each one of these uh, chakras, flames, has an Ascendant Master that goes along with it, an Archangel, and an Elohim. And there's uh, different crystals that go with a particular flame. So it's like a a, a real uh, large process. Um, And we we also have a prayer to go with each uh, flame.
1: That's wonderful. Did you did you want to say a a prayer for us today? I know that when we chatted, you mentioned that. Is there something you'd like to put out there?
2: Well, maybe put the, the Heart Flame prayer that that came through me. Also, I might add, uh, Mahavatar Babaji, uh, my guru. Well, when I was uh, t- uh, talking before about the autobiography of Yogi. If I could just interject that. When I was going through that book and I saw the picture of uh, Babaji, the tears just start flowing. Like I, I found my guru. It just, it was really eye-opening and it really touched mm-hmm. me. So, Mahavatar Babaji, he's been helping me with a lot of the details of this, the breathing techniques and which area to go next. Like we start with the crown and the third eye green. And then we skip the throat, the the blue chakra, and we go to the heart. And then we go back up to the throat. So the heart flame prayer. I sing songs of joy that come from my heart, from the heart of the presence. The tender heart flame comes alive within, to know, to feel, to sense. How can words tell the beauty of the rose, of the snow-capped Shasta Mount, on our beloved Virgo ship, floating through eternal space? I am that I am, as my heart sings forevermore, my beloved heart flame. And after I finish that, I'm thinking... I say, you know, that's a prayer to the divinity that's within me, in my heart. I'm actually saying a prayer to my heart.
1: Oh, that's I, Which I didn't
2: realize that, you know, when I was doing it or writing it. So then uh, each flame, each chakra has a prayer and basically three affirmations. And the person, they could develop their own affirmations too. Mhm. Now, the three affirmations I have with this is, I am opening my heart to God's love. Then I am I am now being filled with the love of God. And the last one, I am experiencing the Holy Spirit in action. And each one is done as we're doing different movements with our arms and qikung movements. So it's a really an active form of meditation and
1: Oh, that is beautiful, Anthony. Yes. That is beautiful. And I love the movement in there as well. That is fantastic. I don't know if I said
2: that to you before when we were on Skype, uh, when we had that one meeting.
1: Yeah, I I don't remember that. That's that's really fun. Um, Let's take a moment here for commercial break. And then we will come back and and hear some more, Anthony.
3: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you looking to
0: relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com.
4: Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife.
3: Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: This is Paula Vale, and I have with me Dr. Anthony Voinar, and he is sharing some wonderful information about Seven Sacred Flames Reiki. And, Anthony, we were just uh, talking about the Seven Sacred Flames Reiki and your upcoming retreat. Please share a little more information about that with us.
2: Okay, now this is on the self-procedure one, I call it. This is basically working on ourselves to increase our vibration. It's not so much working on clients, but in the future we probably will have a practitioner uh, series.
1: One. But every day we'll be working
2: on on the seven parts, but also the there's a part eight in this process called the Great Central Sun Meditation. And this is where you develop a, a state of pure consciousness. Ah. Oh. Of course when I was developing this great central sun meditation I didn't realize it at the time but it was actually going into the fourth state of consciousness which is conscious dreamless sleep called turiya or some call it yogic rest where yogis they could uh sleep this way and be totally awake they may only have to rest for an hour a day or something
4: So this is a real
2: powerful, this part eight. Of course, now each part is actually a standalone. You could just do one part and finish. You could do the crown chakra. Or you could do the crown chakra uh, and do the part eight, Great Central Sun Meditation. Or you could do all the seven parts and do the Great Central Sun Meditation. Or you could do one part in the Great Central Sun Meditation one day do another part the next day, and on the seventh day, you could do the whole uh, series, which takes about, the whole thing takes about 45 to uh, 60 minutes. So now on the retreat, of course, we're going to be renting a room, uh, the Best Western Treehouse uh, Hotel.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Of course, now we're going to visit the Stewart Mineral Springs. This is where there's uh, white and red water st- streams. Of course, we'll be uh, doing a like a in a tub where you soak in this water. Then you go to the sauna. You may do that like a five times. But there's only a few places on Earth that has this blue, uh, uh, white, and red water. Like, it's Glastonbury, uh, England is one. And then here at Mount Shasta. We'll also be visiting the Mount Cloud Falls. There's some other areas we'll be going to. And also we're going to have uh, two crystal bowl concerts with be- Beverly Wilson.
1: Oh, so that's, that sounds it's
2: going wonderful. To be, uh, Flame of Resurrection where she'll line up maybe like 12, uh, 20 different bowls oh. and then she'll play them. And what a great spiritual teacher she is too. Uh, so, and some uh, additional things we'll have if uh, it's op- optional. I'll be teaching some Tai Chi, Kong, some Kong and some additional outings. We'll also have a, an ascension ceremony where you, you drink like a little glass of elixir that's charged up, and Saint Germain is part of that. So there's a lot of every day that we'll be doing. We'll also be doing some of the techniques on the mountain itself. Of course, now in oh. two to- 2012, I went to the mountain by myself and did the did the whole process. I wanted it to be activated right in the mountain itself before I give it to anyone else, and uh, no one else knew why I was there. Uh, so I guess I am making it public now <laughs> okay
1: Oh, that had to I, be I, such an I'm experience making, this,
2: I'm making it as reasonable as possible. So you could find out about on our website lifeholisticreiki.com. scroll down and hit the Seven Sacred Flames Reiki. And the cost and everything will be there. You know. So you may want to consider that.
1: Um, oh, that sounds amazing, Anthony. That sounds amazing. And I have never heard of the the red water. That how fun. Yeah. That's intriguing. But I think there's a lot
2: of iron in the water too. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: hmm
2: And the white is a lot of silica. I know there's a lot of silica.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, for, for those listeners out there that are unfamiliar, um, what is the ascension process? Can you tell us a little, a little more about that?
2: Of course, for this, uh, it's really uh, raising your vibration to a higher state of consciousness. Um, and what I found out, too, on the scale from 1 to a 1,000, Dr. David Hawkins, he came up with a Map of Consciousness. He worked on it for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Very highly evolved uh, person. Of course, any, uh, every level, like say the 400, well, we'll say uh, 200 under is totally negative. And you'll find uh, people that do heinous crimes, they're usually under 200, terrorists and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the average frequency in the world is like a little over 200 people have. But the average American is a little over 400. Now, the 400s are reason, facts, judgment. You'll find a lot of scientists there and teachers. and
1: oh.
2: It's more based on Newtonian uh, physics. You know, what you see is what what what, what is there. Yes. There's nothing beyond. But
1: mm-hmm. you'll find
2: those that are involved in quantum physics, they tend to be at least in the 500s because they could see into other dimensions, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Then where were we, where were we going?
1: <laughs> uh we were we were uh explaining a little bit of of the ascension process and and what it means to move into ascension and so basically it's raising that vibration, correct?
2: Right. Of course you, yeah. you'll hear about the uh, the new heavens new earth or you know the golden age to come, which is more of a fifth dimension consciousness, you know.
1: Yes. Would and most everyone, off,
2: most everyone works in the third dimension, mm-hmm. well we, we could start raising our vibration, our physical vibration I, I, into the four hundreds. but we, uh of course we could still also have a vibration into the five hundreds in consciousness. It's like a say we have that vibration in the five hundreds, but that's like a window of potential that we're, we're, of course we could still be operating in the third. But all this helps to raise your consciousness into the fifth dimension. So when I was working with this, I didn't see dimensions in it to start with, from one to a thousand. I was just concentrating on raising my vibration. But what I just came to find out in the last year, the dimensions are part of this. Like most people's physical frequency is in the 400s. And that, that's equal to the third dimension. But once you start getting over 500, then you're more into the fourth dimension.
1: You actually offer to clients a frequency and flames analysis. Is that correct?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Okay, I explained a little bit about the map of consciousness from mm-hmm. one to a thousand. Now, a thousand being, uh, if you picture Jesus, he is a thousand. In fact, I come up with a thousand and one. And doing this testing, it, you need to be a, an, an integrous person. And when you're doing the testing, you need to be very neutral because you can't put your own ideas into your testing. So what I, on the scale from 1 to 1,000, when Dr. Hawkins, when he tests, when he says, what is your frequency, is basically your soul frequency. But what I came to find out, there's three different frequencies I test. One is the spiritual, and next is the soul, and then the physical frequency. Of course, the soul frequency, that's all of your past, all your past incarnations, what you are now, even your future potential. Mm -hmm. So I test a person, what they were at birth, their spiritual, soul, and physical, and what they are now. And one thing I found out when I would test uh, high spiritual masters their soul and their spirit was the same.
1: Oh, that's so. For what, that's
2: when I it, when I see uh, most people, there their spirit is at one level, the soul is a little lower, and the physical lower than that. So I uh, say I have a say, Mister Sample here. At birth, he was five fifty. At birth, his soul was four ninety nine. But now his soul is 525. So that means he has gained uh, quite a bit there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's usually hard to get from 499 to 500. Uh, Now, the Sigmund Freud is 499. Thomas Edison, 499. It's hard to go. It's a paradigm shift into the more spiritual. So mm -hmm. this person made that jump. But now he really needs to work on getting that 525 up to the 550. Because once that happens, then both of those will rise together from then on. Now, if that person is now 550, the soul is 525, if that person would pass on and come back again, that would be his frequencies 550, 525.
1: So that would be the frequency that he comes into the next life with? Yes, right. Wow.
2: So, see, once you have intention, that, that's why intention mm-hmm. is so important. Just like when I found out where this came about because I wanted to know where I was on my spiritual walk. But see, once you have the intention that you want to raise your vibration, you know where you're at, know where you're at then the universe opens up to you, you know. Yes. Okay, so. And I so
1: also, with, oh, excuse me, with our physical vibration, Anthony, so how do we work on raising our physical vibration,
2: well, we have different uh, meditations. There are seven different ones for uh-huh. the seven flames. Uh, as of, of course, on this example, when my soul came up to the spirit, and both of those were raising through my different practices, my physical was staying the same in the low 400s. But once I uh, did this green flame meditation, that really raised up my, started raising up my physical more into the fourth dimension. So, so wow. well, what I do, I, I, everyone has an original flame of the seven flames. Of course, there's also five secret flames, but we can't go there now. So this Mr. Sample, say his original flame is blue, and, and you'll always go back to your original flame for, forever. That's <laughs> like a, when you're first created on a, flame, a ray of consciousness you know, eons and eons ago. Now, the blue flame, that stands for protection, faith, will of God. And that's actually the first flame, too. But I also test the person's primary and secondary flame. That's basically the flames that you need to work on in this incarnation. Now, say Mr. Sample, his primary is white. That's for ascension, purity, wholeness. So we also try to put these uh, practices in, into our life of these principles of wholeness, of purity. And the person's secondary flame is green. And that's healing on all levels, manifesting. So I could test a person's original primary or secondary flame. And then I also test the DNA strands activated, how many they have activated. Of course, the average in the world is two, And say, Mr. Sample here is four, so he's making some progress. I also test the height of the heart flame. From a scale from zero to ten feet. The average in the world is about an eighth of an inch. And this person is five and a half, this sample. So, making good progress.
1: That is so interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Even the the heart flame. Of course, now the heart flame is actually a threefold flame. I guess we probably shouldn't get much into that now. But
4: mm-hmm.
2: we on the right. It's uh, blue for uh, power. In the middle is yellow illumination, and on the left is uh, pink for uh, love, cosmic love. So as you're uh, increasing your vibration, you will be increasing your heart uh, flame too. And you'll be adding strands of DNA. Saint mm-hmm. Master Dhamma said we should work up to twelve strands. You know, some say that well, man fell in consciousness, you know, eons ago, and now we're climbing back up. But all these had to be deactivated in man because if we couldn't have man having all this spiritual power and having low frequency, you know, a yes. war type it was just yes. like what happened in atlantis you know where, how they abused their power and so forth
1: yes oh my gosh this this is such interesting information anthony this this is so interesting um, we do need to take another break for commercial so anthony we will take a break for a moment and everyone we will be back thank you
3: Your life, your health, your
4: network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife.
3: Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more.
0: Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington... We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com.
3: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Anthony, and we are talking about the vibration and the seven flames Reiki and just some fascinating information. And Anthony, let's jump right back in there and please continue to share with us some of this information.
2: Of course, before when you mentioned about ascension, of course, the true ascension is, of course, I said, well, raising our vibration and consciousness, we are actually ascending at the higher levels. But at some point, you know, when our body becomes a fifth dimension, that's when you're going you to walk through walls and so forth. That be that's another area. But I also show here a uh, Reiki level attunement, how good that is to raise your soul and how good it is to raise your physical frequency. Now, for some people too, I have a white flame pranayama. It's circulating a white light around a microcosmic orbit. Of course, I was also an instructor with the healing dao, Master Mottak Chia, where we taught the microcosmic orbit. So I have this white light that you circulate and that could help raise your vibration. Also, one of the last things I've added to this testing sequence that I have for myself and for others, uh, karma balanced. Now, if we balance from, uh, from 1 to 100%, If we balance 51% of our karma and we pass on, then we won't have to go on this wheel of birth and death. When we come, it will be just, you know, maybe with a a purpose, you know, a mission.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Of course now, we could use the flames also to help balance our karma. Like with the past karma, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: we could use the green flame, and the violet is very good for that too. But then we also have to uh, be careful, too, of what is coming at us, or future karma. And the uh, goal flame is really good for that. So uh, you could be balancing your past, but if you're not uh, careful what's coming at you, you may not make uh, that much progress. But the flames could be used on both sides of that equation. Now, if you balance out 95 or more percent of your karma, then you become immortalized. Body, mind, everything. Just like uh, Jesus.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. His vibration was a thousand, so was his soul, so was his physical, you know, totally immortalized. So I think this is very important, this karma balance, on our spiritual walk, for self-realization. I might say, too, uh, this this is such a high uh, spiritual practice, the flames... It's basically for the spiritual wanderer, someone who has a passion and desire for self-realization. And if you don't really have that strong desire, uh, another practice might be better for you in the meantime. Now, I'm not saying... Of course, there are good practices out there, like when I was doing Kriya Yoga, that's a very high-frequency uh, technique. And I'm not trying to say that this is the ultimate either, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's, uh, you need to be serious, uh, of course maybe at the end we could finish up on on that.
1: Yes, yeah, so okay, so now uh,
2: on the website uh, on my home page, there's a where it says life holistic frequency, sacred flames analysis. If you click on that, there's a scientist that did an overview of this system, so that could be uh pretty interesting for those.
1: Yes, that sounds like a great read.
2: Yeah. Okay, so I don't know, would you want to uh, get into the animal Reiki at all? Uh, I
1: would. I, Being the animal lover that I am, I would love to hear about your animal Reiki class and um, what you do with that. And aren't there wild animals involved as well, wildlife?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, well, a couple of years ago, in Florida, in the Orlando area, uh, Kathleen Prasad was a, a foremost Reiki te- animal Reiki teacher in the United States. And now she's even go- going worldwide. Once a year, she would have a retreat in, uh, in Florida at the CARE Foundation. It's a wildlife retreat. And it's usually in February that she has it there. As it so happens, I was going to go on a vacation in Florida around that time. And I did want to get more into the animal reiki. Mm-hmm. So she has a class. I think it was a four days. It was a shimpaden, which is a level uh, three. It's of a, a, a Japanese uh, version, so they call it a shimpaden, an animal reiki teacher. So we worked on all type of animals. You know, bears and monkeys and tigers and leopards and. I remember this one, a bear, black bear, I went to give him reiki. Uh-huh. Just laid against the fence, his <sighs> back towards me while well, giving Reiki, and it's really, really. Uh-huh. Neat.
1: Isn't um amazing how the animals feel it and want it and love it? It's it's amazing.
2: So uh, so later on I thought, well, why I would like to have that experience in my area that I had, you know, in Florida mm-hmm. somehow. So I found this uh. Claws and Paws uh, Animal Park. I believe it's Claws, if, you, if anyone would want to uh, go on their website, Claws, C-L-A-W-S, then letter N, then P-A-W-S dot com. And they have all kinds of animals there. They really take care of their animals, too.
1: Oh, beautiful, beautiful.
2: Camel, mules, zebu, Bear, wolf, jaguar, white tiger, bobcats, hawks, I mean, monkeys, lions. So I mean, what a place, though, to, to have a class. Yes. Black, black leopard, cougar, you know, eagles. So, oh. so, so I might uh, read just a little bit what uh, one of the students uh, wrote. Uh,
1: oh, I would love that.
2: Well, this lady said her and her friend was drawn to an eagle. Who they knew nothing about, and said, I, I immediately felt an overwhelming sense of aloneness and sadness. I became very cold and was close to tears. The eagle remained perfectly still. In fact, I thought he might be wounded, but wasn't sure. So I stayed with him quite some time, offering Wakey, and, and he stood motionless the entire time. The feelings of sadness did not subside at this point. Course they, she said, they returned to the group. What we would do, we would go to some animals, do Reiki, come back and uh, talk about it. She said, upon speaking with the care, eagle's caregiver, it was confirmed that the eagle did indeed have a problem and was very sad. We learned that he resided at Clausen Potts for about a year. He was hit by a car in the wild and lost the use of his left wing. A portion of the wing had to be removed. However, due to the fact he was an endangered species, his wing cannot be completely amputated. He was described by his caregivers as never having adapted to his home. We also learned he was a resident of the park as a result of nowhere else to go. Mm. So they take in animals that do not have you know, a place to go.
1: Yes
2: so as the events of the day unfolded Armstrong his name was Armstrong later accepted the name Armstrong strong which quite suits him and he became more responsive with each offering in fact uh, the name of faith came to my mind when I was giving him Reiki so that's where the fate came in
3: mm-hmm.
2: so one thing was in- uh, interesting oh. well, or see, she says by he became more responsive with each offering by in- days and Armstrong had a new name and was flapping his wings. Well, what happened? I was giving, uh, sending Reiki to him, and it, he was like facing me. So I said uh, silently, "Imagine Armstrong, that you were in the wild, and you're going to fly." As Soon as I said that, he turns around, opens up his wings. But <laughs> like he's going to. Fly. I said, "Armstrong, oh. I said, you're only supposed to imagine that." No. <laughs> oh. Well, what a big difference, though! At the end of the day, from when we went.
1: Yes. Yes. We even,
2: we even checked with him uh, months later, because this was in June, and we had a class in September, and mm-hmm. it, he was really coming along well. And so we—I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh! What, what that Reiki does for their hearts as well as their physical body. Oh my goodness! That's a beautiful story. Yes. <sighs> I have given Reiki to deer uh, on my property where I grew up and had them literally just lay down in the yard and just lay there and look at me. It's it's beautiful.
2: So if I might quickly mention, uh, we're having a class June 27th and June 28th this year. Of course, uh, for, uh, the first class is in my Violet studio, Mountaintop. 9.30 to 5. And the uh, next day is at Claus and pause, the practicum part in Lake Ariel, Pennsylvania. And that's in the Poconos. So if someone wanted to take a vacation to the Poconos,
1: mm-hmm. they
2: can uh, take in the Reiki, Reiki animal class and have a vacation.
1: Yes. Why so is that setting.
2: So this is for Reiki two or higher practitioners because they'll be getting a certificate. It's going to be at Okuden and an animal Reiki, Reiki 2. So.
1: And so we can just look at clawsandpaws.com for that information?
2: No, no, none of that information will be there, but only if they want to see what animals are there. They will okay. go to my website, myphilisticreiki.com, and you'll go down on the, on the first page. Uh, there's all the classes listed. Just click on it, and it will give you information about the class.
1: Excellent, excellent. That would be a fantastic place to learn, you know, continue your Reiki path and, and be able to give Reiki to the animals. I love that.
2: Well, one thing I forgot to mention on the Seven Sacred Flames retreat, uh, Reiki 2 or level or higher is recommended, but it is not required. Because now we use two different symbols, the power and the Mm mental-emotional. But uh, this actually could be done also without the symbols. Because I don't want to hold this back from a person that really wants to increase his vibration. He's really spiritually minded, you know. Yes. So it's for really everyone that wants to increase their vibration.
1: Yes, yes. Now, I have a quick question um, about, you know, attunements. And and I am right there with you, boy. I just think they're, they increase our vibration so much and they lift us up. So does that mean as we progress, the more attunements we get each time, it's just like a booster shot for our vibration? Would you say that's true?
2: Yes, I would say that. And mm-hmm. It could become finer, too, uh, the vibration. I know when I went to... Uh, uh, Kurama Mountain in Japan. My Reiki train changed then. Course, yeah, I was going to mention something about that in the beginning, and I I didn't. I don't know if we have a couple minutes. or.
1: <laughs> We've got about three minutes left, so go ahead. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, that was in 2010. I went on a trip to Japan. Uh, where I was with Jessica Miller. She's a senior instructor with uh, International Center of Reiki Training. And she wrote a real good book on Reiki's birthplace, on the Kurama Mountain. Very good book. So on top of the mountain, there's uh, two possible places where Master asui uh, received his uh, Reiki. And I would go into this, in fact, I was by myself, on uh, this little temple, maybe like 19 feet by 9 feet. And there was like slats, and all the walls, and it was pretty cold. as in the low 40s that day. So I walked in, and the air could go through this room because there were slats, there was openings, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As I walked, I felt this warm breeze just going across my face. I said, where is that heat coming from, you know? <laughs> so there was like a grate in the floor where they, I think they burn incense and things. I look in there, I said, there's nothing in there. There's no fire in there. And I, was in, I went also to another little temple, uh, where they think my, he may re- receive the reiki, and mm-hmm. the same thing happened. This warm breeze. Wow! <laughs> so I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting.
1: Oh, I can imagine the the yeah. energy and the vibration in that location. Oh, that had to be a fantastic experience.
2: And then when I was uh, by this uh, little temple. Uh, Jessica Miller came over, and we were just two two of us together. She said, "Well, let's let the universe attune us." and i and i got real cold you know one meaning of ray rei is cold
4: mm-hmm.
2: i i it felt like i was in the art arctic <sighs> and uh my tears are like the faucets open up and i was just unbelievable the water uh, you know the tears coming out uh, i had to go sit in the bushes there for a while and c- get composed <laughs> so, <sighs> so that was some type of attunement and it really changed uh my reiki then uh Mm-hmm. it's it so much finer it's, uh, so that was a little bit about that experience
1: oh, there is there is just so much for us to experience and learn and, and the joy of Reiki, is it's just beyond words, oh my goodness Anthony I am just so happy to have had you here today and, and receive all this information for all of us, I'm afraid we have to close but Anthony, thank you so much. So much.
2: And I thank you.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. And to all of our listeners out there in the U.S. and around the world, thank you for joining us today. And we will see you next week. Uh, hugs and blessings, everyone.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki.